0: Hi, I'm Tom Paxton, and my village was Bristow, Oklahoma, where I played garden tackle on the sorriest football team in the history
1: of our town. For oh, the gears keep changing as they climb that hill, and that's my old Oklahoma lullaby.
2: So I'm glad to escape to this village on XM15. It's nighttime in
3: the big city.
4: A man falls asleep far from home.
3: There's a strange car parked outside. This is Theme Time Radio Hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Hi there, friends, and welcome back to Theme Time Radio Hour. Turn your radio up, because I have something I want to talk about. If you listened to the show last week, you know the subject was nothing. So it seems somehow inevitable that this week, something takes center stage. The dictionary gives many definitions of something. You can use it as a pronoun. Fixing the television by myself was something of a mistake. You can use it as a noun. For instance, I'm glad so many 20-somethings listen to this show. You can use it as an adverb. This smells something like garbage. In slang terms, you can use it to mean, to an extreme degree, he smokes something fierce. But I think Plato said it best when he said wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools speak because they have to say something. I speak because there's got to be something between the records. And I think we all know there's only one way to begin. Something by the Beatles, written by George Harrison. Actually, that was the first Beatles single that had George on the A-side. You know, he gave that song to Joe Cocker before he decided to do it with the Beatles on Abbey Road. He wrote it for his wife, Patty, who also inspired the song Layla. Women can do that. you were listening last week, you heard us talking about nothing, and one of the artists we played was a group of girls known as The Cookies. I made you a promise then, I'm gonna keep it now. Here's the singer, Earl Jean, who was in The Cookies, but later went on to a solo career. She's also the person who suggested Little Eva as a babysitter to the very people who wrote the song we're about to play. Little Eva went on, of course, to record Loco motion. And Earl Jean kept going with her solo career, but never really hit the heights. She hits here. And even here, she was robbed. This song got up to number 38 in 1964. Four months later, Herman and the Hermits covered it and took it to the top of the charts. Four months later, it's like they didn't even give her a chance. I love the way she sings it. Here's Earl Jean and a Carol King, Jerry Goffin song, I'm into something good. as Earl Jean, something tells me I'm into something good. You know, when I heard Herman's Hermit sing it, I thought it was just about having a piece of cake or riding on a fast wheel. But when I hear Earl Jean sing it, I know exactly what she's talking about.
5: Every single night for the last month, I wake up, and I'm reaching out. Well, for what? I don't know.
6: A dam? It's right outside the door, just around the corner.
3: But it's coming Moan was born in Brooklyn, New York. When his father was injured, he had to take a job at an early age. He became an elevator operator and an usher at the Paramount Theater in Manhattan. One night, he was taking Perry Como up to his dressing room. Vic started singing for Perry and asked him if he had any talent. Perry Como was not an easy man to impress. He encouraged Vic Damone and became his mentor. By the time he was 19 years old, Vic Damon had a record deal. He was hosting his own radio show and playing big New York venues. He made some movies and married Per Angeli. Now, James Dean was in love with Per Angeli. They had gone out for a long time. I don't know if this is true, but I heard it from a pretty good source. Jimmy was so torn up when she married Victor Moon that he parked his Triumph motorcycle across the street from the church and watched them. I don't know if he'd be happy to know that the marriage didn't last. In 1987, Victor Mone married his fourth wife, the actress Diane Carroll. I wonder who was across the street from that church. Here's that heartbreaker, Victor Mone, and something's coming. Could be.
7: Who knows? There's something to do any day, I will know right away, soon as it shows. It make come cannonballing down to the sky, gleaming its eye bright as a rose. Who knows? It's only just out of reach, down the block on a beach, under a tree. I got a feeling there's a miracle, do gonna come true, coming to me. Could it be? Yes, it could. Something's coming, something good. If I can wait, something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it is gonna be great. With a click, or with a shock, phone will jingle, door will knock, open the latch, something's coming, don't know when, but it soon, catch the moon, one-handed catch, around the corner, or whistling down the river, come on. be, yes it will, maybe just by holding still, it'll be there, come on something, come on and don't be shy, meet a guy, pull up a chair, the air is humming, and something great is coming, who knows? It's only just out of reach. Down the block on the beach, maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. Down the block, on the
3: beach. That was "Something's Coming," written by Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim. Leonard was born in Lawrence, Massachusetts, in 1918. Spent his summers in Tanglewood, Massachusetts, studying with Sergei Koussevitzky. In 1942, Kozovitsky invited Leonard to be the assistant conductor at Tanglewood. But it was the New York Philharmonic that gave him his big break. He filled in for a conductor who had gotten ill. The 25-year-old Leonard Bernstein put in a stellar performance with only one night's preparation. He spent much of the 50s teaching, conducting, and becoming involved with movies. He won an Academy Award for On the Waterfront and also is well known for his work in Candide and West Side Story. He was often attacked for his political involvement, which included early opposition to the Vietnam War and his support of the Black Panthers. But it didn't affect his career any, and he continued to draw crowds all over the world. Leonard Bernstein, Hell of a Cat.
8: Something
6: great's gonna happen. Something. Sakes. And mercy
3: me! Billy Ward and the Dominoes had two famous lead singers. We played the million dollar quartet where Elvis Presley talks about seeing Jackie Wilson. But before Jackie was in the band, Clyde McFedder sang lead, and this song that Clyde sings lead on stormed up the charts in february nineteen fifty one. Here's the Federal recording by Billy Ward and his Dominoes. Do something for me.
8: Oh baby, can't you see, you must do something for me, something for me. I'll never sleep, sleep awake
9: tonight, unless
8: you come over, come over and treat me right. I'll be in misery Till you do something
10: Something like teasing me and squeezing me.
3: Was to do something for me Clyde McFadder, along with Billy Ward and his dominoes and you know nobody sings like that anymore he just makes it sound effortless no matter how difficult it really is I like the elegance of a guy like Clyde McFatter it's like watching Fred Astaire you're listening to Theme Time Radio Hour where tonight's subject is something and by something it could be almost anything Hey, here's something interesting. Because of Earth's gravity, it's impossible for mountains to be taller than nine miles. Here's something historical. James Madison, the fourth president of the United States, stood only five feet four inches tall and weighed less than 100 pounds. He was the only president you could fit in your pocket. Here's something educational. The word tip was originally an abbreviation. It doesn't mean the end of something, the pointy part of a pool cue or anything like that. It's an abbreviation for the words to ensure promptness. Nowadays, it's a reward for service, but it would make more sense to give it to people before they serve you to ensure promptness. Back in the 50s, there's no shortage of guys who grabbed the guitar and wanted to rock. Here's one, you might not have heard of him. He was a disc and a performer out of Lexington, Kentucky. Here's his attempt to hit the stratosphere. Jimmy Ballard. She's got something. Hey,
1: you got it. I'm gonna get it. Oh, she's got something I've always wanted And I have tried so hard to get But every time I asked her for it All she can say is, please not yet Oh, she's got something My only something Something that belongs to me Nobody else will ever get it But I'm gonna get it some of these days What a spell, she's kept me guessing. That left me very much in doubt She even said that she was sorry Because she had to have it taken out Oh, she's got something, my only something Something that belongs to me Nobody else will ever get it But I'm gonna get it some of these days no others have it That is for me and me alone But if they do, they sure forget it The number of her telephone The number of her telephone The number of
3: her telephone That's Jimmy Ballard. She's got something. And you can just tell. He's one of those guys raised on Western Swing looking forward to rockabilly. I'd sure like to know more about him. If you know anything, give us a call here at the station. In the background, this could be the start of something big. It was written by a man who wore many hats. He had a hat for every name he was born with. Stephen Valentine Patrick William Allen. He was a comedian writer, a poet, composer, lyricist, actor, concert artist, and lecturer. He was married to Jane Meadows and you knew him as Steve Allen. He was a workaholic. Aside from all the stuff that you already know, he wrote a scholarly treatise on migratory farm labor titled The Ground is Our Table. He wrote about white collar crime in a book called Off: The Corruption That Plagues America. He played Benny Goodman in the movies, wrote 54 books according to the Guinness Book of World Records, he wrote more than 8,500 songs. I know most of them. What a man. Steve Allen. Bertha Barbie went to Western Michigan University in the early 60s. She married up with another girl named Cal Gill. They added one more, and they were the Vellalettes. They didn't have a lot of hits for Motown, but the records they did make are finally remembered. Banana Rama covered this one in the 80s and had a hit with it. In 1964, they the Velvetes, with he was really saying something. I was a velvet really saying something here on Theme Time Radio Hour. Something you remember people saying are their last words. If you're going to be quoted, you hope it's something good. Here are some, you be the judge. Louisa May Alcott died in 1888. Her last words, is it not meningitis? Tallulah Bankhead died on December 12th, 1968. Her last words, codeine, bourbon. Wow. P.T. Barnum died in 1891. He had business on his mind right up until the end. His last words, How were the receipts today at Madison Square Garden? Humphrey Bogart died on January 14th, 1957. He said, I should never have switched from scotch to martinis. Comedian Lou Costello died in 1959. These are his final words. That was the best ice cream soda I ever tasted. But Heinrich Heine, the noted poet, who died on February 15th, 1856, was able to put it more into perspective. His final words were, God will pardon me. That's his line of work. Someone who didn't have time for last words because they died too soon was Eddie Cochran. He was only 21 years old when he died in a car crash. And it's a shame to think of the great music we'll never hear. You can see him in the movie, The Girl Can't Help It. He sings a song that he wrote called 20 Flight Rock. It's the same song that Paul McCartney used to impress John Lennon when they first met in 1957. John was impressed that not only could Paul play it, but he knew all the lyrics. Other Eddie Cochran songs you know are Summertime Blues and this one, Something Else. Here's Eddie Cochran. (laughs)
11: Across the street. There's a car made just for me. To own that car would be a luxury. But right now I can't afford the gas. A brand new convertible is out of my glass. But that can't stop me from thinking to myself. That car's fine looking, man. Get something else. Hey, look at here. Just wait and see. Too man, wow, that's something else. Look at him, what's all this? Hi, this is Eddie Cochran, speaking from the station with a big sound all year round.
3: You know, sometimes I get jealous of you people listening. Some of you are hearing these songs for the first time, and that must be exciting. I remember what it was like when I first heard them. And I tell you, even after all these years, it's still an amazing record. But that first rush of hearing it, wow. That song was co-written by Eddie and his girlfriend, Sharon Sheely. Sharon also died in the same car accident. that killed Eddie and injured Gene Vincent. We're talking about something here on Think Time Radio Hour. Something in particular. I think I'll check line one. Well, that's not working. Line two is always good. Hello, caller. You're on the air. What's your name and where you're calling from? My name's Tennessee
9: Thomas, and I'm calling from Brooklyn, where I'm on tour with my band, The Like.
3: How's the tour going? Thanks. Are you listening to the show today? Yes, I've been
9: listening to the show and it's great. And you asked a question earlier about a guy. And I have some information for you. Oh, great. Well, um, he, he did the original version of The Twist.
3: And his band was called The Midnighters. Oh, Tennessee. You're thinking of Hank Ballard. We were trying to find out about Jimmy Ballard. Oh, no. Well, that's all right. It was really nice of you to try to help. Have fun in Brooklyn. There's some great places to eat there. Make sure you try Tatona's Pizza on Neptune Avenue. Maybe I will go there. You can take it on the bus with you. Good luck on the tour. Thanks a lot. We'll see you soon. Nice of you to try to help. Still no closer to learning about Jimmy Ballard, though. Perhaps it's lost to the mists of time. But I do know more about our next artist. Chuck Higgins was a saxophone player one of the big honkers and shouters in Los Angeles. A lot of people don't know that he had a brother named Fred, and Fred recorded under the name Daddy Cleanhead. Back in 1954, Daddy Cleanhead did this song for the specialty label, and it's perfect for our something show, because he's saying, something's going on in my room. He suspects his girl's up to no good. He opens up the door, expecting to find her in flagrant delecto, but instead finds her dancing around with a broom, Is Daddy Clean at Something going on in my room.
0: When I got home, I knocked on the door. I heard a strange voice that I never heard before. Something going on. Yeah, rock it like a rollerball, sing it like a race.
3: Daddy clean head, something going on in my room. If you hear something going on in your room, you might think it's a poltergeist. Poltergeist is a mischievous or sometimes malevolent spirit. These poltergeists make their presence known by making noises moving objects, and in extreme cases, assaulting people. It comes from the German words poltern, which means to knock, and geist, which means spirit. Before the 19th century, poltergeist activity was blamed on the devil, demons, witches, and ghosts of the dead. But nowadays, we know that it's elves and brownies. And now we move down to Memphis, where we're going to listen to a treble genius. You don't think about the artists who were on sun hanging around with the artists that were on stacks. You think of them as being years apart. But Sun was going up through the 60s, and Stax started in the early 60s. So there was more blending than you might have thought. Here's a good example. Charlie Rich, who got his start on Sun, who's going to sing a song for you now, written by the late Isaac Hayes and David Porter. He recorded it for the High label, and he actually recorded it before Sam and Dave recorded it. Simon and Dave made it one of their signature songs. But Charlie got to it first, and I love both versions. But in the interest of curiosity, I'm going to go with Charlie Rich, because he probably never heard that. Here's the Silver Fox, back when he still had a little bit of black in his hair, with the Isaac Hayes, David Porter song, "When Something Is Wrong With My Baby.
10: Something is wrong with my baby. Something is wrong with me. And if I know if she's worried then I feel the same misery.
3: Charlie Ritz, when something's wrong with my baby, here on Theme Time Radio Hour, spending our time where the musical waters touch. We don't think of music as individual continents. We like to think that they rub up against each other, each making the other sound better. Here's something I find interesting. After Beethoven went deaf, or as Fluffy Hunter says, deef, he could still hear his music by resting one end of a stick on the piano and holding the other end in his teeth. Here's a beautiful song of quiet despair. We've given you the lowdown on June Christie. When she was singing with Stan Kitten, she met his arranger, Pete Rugalo. And when it was time for her to record her debut album, Something Cool, in 1954, Pete did the arrangements and led the band. The album hit the top 20 album charts, and that's when albums were first getting started. As a matter of fact, it came out in a 78 booklet, and then a long-play 12-inch record. And it was actually recorded twice, They're very similar, but the long-playing version was recorded with an ear towards the high-fidelity market. Either way you slice it, it's a hell of a song. From 1954, June Christie and Pete Rugolo, Something Cool.
4: Something cool I'd like to order something cool it's so warm here in town, and the heat gets me down. Yes, I'd like something cool, but it's nice to simply sit and rest a while. Just right for the heat Save my furs for the cold A cigarette Well, I don't smoke them As a rule. But I'll have one It might be fun Something cool I'll bet you couldn't imagine That I one time had a house With so many rooms I couldn't count them all I'll bet you couldn't imagine I had 15 different bows Who would beg and beg To take me to the ball And I'll bet you couldn't picture me the time I went to Paris in the fall, and who would think the man I loved was quite so handsome, quite so tall? A memory I had One I almost forgot Cause the weather's so hot And I'm feeling so bad About a date Oh wait I'm not a fool. He's just a guy who stopped to buy me something cool.
3: The Misty Miss Christie, Something Cool, written by Billy Barnes, and he got to give all respect to Pete Rigolo. The arrangement on Something Cool is as much a part of it as Junior's voice. Pete came over from Italy at age five and grew up in Santa Rosa, California. He was in the army and gave an arrangement to Stan Kenton. Stan liked it and hired Pete for the band. He wrote a whole series of compositions that started off with the phrase artistry. There was artistry and bass, artistry and percussion, bolero, boogie, etc. Later on in his career, he became the musical director of Capitol Records and did arrangements for Gene Christie, Matt Cole, Harry Belafonte, the four freshmen, and more than I could ever go into here. He wrote for a lot of TV shows, doing music for shows like The Fugitive and Run For Your Life. A lot of times, the arranger gets ignored, but on a record like this, you can't imagine it without his touch.
5: Making something new from something old is a hobby that pays off in wonderful gifts or in new arrangements.
3: Next up, part two of a two-part record. Side one is kind of a straight read. Part two, it's wild. And not surprisingly, the guy performing it is wild, too. As a child, Bobby Mashan became fascinated by the female impersonators that he saw on the Chitlin circuit. He began performing in drag in his teens. In 1953, he organized his own drag troupe called the Powder Box Review. They were playing down at the Dewdrop Inn in New Orleans, and the Youngstown, Ohio native fell in love with the city and moved there. Tony Vincent, who owned Ace Records, saw his act. He thought Bobby was a woman and offered Bobby a contract. His first record on Ace came out under the name Bobby Fields. He joined Huey Piano-Smith and became the lead vocalist for The Clowns. That's him you hear on Rockin' the and the Boogie Woogie Flu. Don't you just know it? And don't you know Yakimo? He went back on the road and signed to Bobby Robinson's Fire Records. As I said, side one is kind of a straight read of the song Lil' Sonny Parker sang with the man who wrote it, Big J McNeely. Part two tells a crazy story. It's a long recitation about the heavy burden on Bobby's heart. Now wait to hear what happens after he visits the pawn shop. Here's Bobby Bosham and part two of There's Something on Your Mind.
5: You know, it's so hard to be in love with someone. It's so hard to be in love with someone that don't love you. And it carries a heavy burden on your heart to know that the someone they love is your very best friend. I tell you, when somebody else is rocking your cradle... Better than you can rock your cradle yourself There's only one thing left in this world for you to do Pack your clothes Turn around Walk slowly out the door Look over your left shoulder Hang your head and say If you ever think about me If I ever close your mind Oh, yeah
0: Well, you know
9: You know I'm yours I, I know
5: I know your mind mine After you can't stand it no more You go downtown to the pawn shop and get yourself a pistol. And then you make it back up on the scene where your loved one and your best friend are now together. You go right in and bust down the door and shoot him. You can't shoot her because you know if you shoot her, all of your love in your long lifetime will be gone forever. And just as you make it up in your mind to forgive her, here come another one of your best friends through the door. This really makes you blow your top. And you go right ahead and throw it hurt you to your heart and shoot her. And realizing what you've done, you say, baby, please forgive me. I'm sorry. And with her last dying breath, she looks up at you and say, "Do do do doo, 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 doo.
3: Bobby Marshan, Tender Story, A Love Gone Wrong, There's Something on Your Mind, Part 2, here on Theme Time Radio Hour, where we're talking about something, something special, something stupid, and something important. One guy who's always got something on his mind is Tom Waits. Let's hear what Tom has to say.
2: Hey Bob, it's Tom. Um, here's a little morsel of information. The Jewish people have always had a penchant for colorful cursing. Here are some of the most famous Jewish curses. May God call the tune and may your enemies play the music. May you lose your faith and marry a pious woman. May all your teeth fall out except one which should remain for a toothache. May you grow like an onion with your head in the ground and your feet in the air. May you have a good long sleep, and may your dreams be only of your troubles. May you be the proof that man can endure anything. May your wife eat matzahs in bed, and may you roll in the crumbs. So there.
3: Thanks, Tom. That was something else. Here's something different. We've talked about the Carlisle brothers, and especially Bill Carlisle, who after recording with his brother Cliff, started a group called the Carlisles. Bill was a wild guy. During performances, they would leap around on stage. They had a comic alter ego. I gotta get me one of those. Bill's was called Hot Shad Elmer. As Elmer, Bill would interrupt his performances and jump over chairs, fall off the stairs, and create general mayhem on the stage. He could jump up on a table from a standing start. These great feats got him the nickname Jumpin' Bill. And you know you can see him sing this song on the Porter Wagner show. He's a little bit older, and he's not jumping, but he sends the heck out of it. Here's Jumpin' Bill, along with the Carlisles, something different.
6: you <laughs> me was
3: she's good enough for me. she's good enough for those are carlisles something different talking about that jerky turkey from albuquerque we have time for one more and then they're going to put something else on the air i don't mean the eddie cochman song we heard earlier i mean another program this final song is from the soundtrack of the movie the strawberry statement the movie was written by James Simon Kunin and Israel Horvitz, who is the father of Ed Rock from the Beastie Boys. The movie stars Bruce Davidson and the lovely Kim Darby, who I saw the last time I went to see Jack Sheldon. The song was written by Speedy Keen, who is a drummer and was an old friend of the Who's. As a matter of fact, he wrote the first song on the Who's sellout out, called Armenia in the City. The rest of the band was Andy Newman on piano and Jeremy McCullough on guitar. You might have noticed there's no bass player. Well, you know who played bass on it? Pete Townsend. He not only played bass, he arranged it and engineered it. The odd thing is, The Who never had a number one hit. This is the only song that Pete Townsend plays on that reached number one, at least in the UK. It's a long way around the block, but we're finally here. It's something in the air, Thunderclap Newman. Thunderclap Newman And something in the air It's hard to believe That time went by so quickly I guess when you got something To talk about Time just flies We gotta go for another week But I hate to leave Anything undone So I'm gonna leave you With the words of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow This is Something Left Undone Labor with what zeal we will Something still remains undone Something uncompleted still Waits the rising of the sun By the bedside on the stair At the threshold near the gates With its menace or its prayer Like a mendicant it waits Waits and will not go away Waits and will not be gainsaid By the cares of yesterday Each today is heavier made Till at length the burden seems Greater than our strength can bear Heavy as the weight of dreams Pressing on us everywhere And as we stand from day to day Like the dwarfs of time gone by Who, as northern legends say On their shoulders held the sky Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Something left undone We'll see you next week Remember what H.G. Wells said You have learned something That always feels First as if you had lost something Salam Thanks
7: for listening to Theme Time Radio with your host, Bob Dylan. Produced by Eddie Gorodetsky and the associate producer is Anita Fitzgerald. Continuity is by Heath Spartan and the editor is Damian Rodríguez. The supervising editor is Rob McComber. The research team is Diane Lapson and Bernie Bernstein, with additional research courtesy of Lynn and April Hayes, Callie Gladman, Terrence Michael, Sean Patrick, and Matthew Meltzer. Robert Bauer was the librarian, and the production coordinator was Debbie Sweeney. Special thanks go out to Randy Azradi, Coco Shinomiya, Simpson's Diner, and Lee Abrams. Tex Carbon was our director of studio operations. recorded in Studio B of the historic Abernathy building, the crown jewel of the city's skyline. It's a great Park production in association with Big Red Tree. This is your announcer, Pierre Mancini speaking. Join us again next week when we let the cat out of the bag.